This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafumo. Mark Thompson. Get woke. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Folks, the founder of the largest online progressive community, Daily Coast, and the founder of Civics with a Q, Marcos Melissa joins us once again for Thursday Coast on a very eventful during a very eventful week marcos how are you buddy as i guess as, as well as can be expected under the circumstances huh yeah i mean i'm i'm okay but uh i was already having trouble sleeping because of ukraine and just trying to keep up with all the news and and now this just added another layer you know the the news about roe v wade and so um it feels like there's so much to to write about and so much to track and so much to talk about that sleep becomes a, <laughs> it becomes a little bit of an afterthought. So, uh, but I figure, you know what, we got what, six months to the election, work-life balance can wait. I mean, this is, this is an all hands on deck. You know, we've been talking about a war in Ukraine. Like, this is a war here in our own shores. We, this is an ideological battle. And uh, now I hope people are realizing what the stakes are. And and what are the stakes? Do we do do people really get what the stakes are, Marcos? Do you think? Um, I I don't know. And this is this is the the battle that we have to to wage. And this is why those of us who really understand this and are impacted have to be engaged and ready to fight this 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 electoral battle. And and. Mark, just look at Republicans. Look at look at Republicans and how they react. Right, the the true believers are all excited. Mm-hmm. Roe v. Wade is gone. Yeah, they yeah. are so happy. But now you look at Senate Republicans and a lot of them in the House, and they're whining about process. Oh, it got leaked. What a what a violation of norms, as if the destruction of a key right can be distilled onto a conversation about norms. But this is what it is, Mark. They don't like the decision, right? This is a, the, the proverbial dog who caught the car, doesn't know what to do. They were happy to gin up their Christianist base on, on abortion for the last 50 years and really never intending to actually do something about it. Right. And now they finally, uh, because of... <laughs> because of Donald Trump and because uh, despite having lost a popular vote in what uh, seven of the last eight elections, whatever the number, I can't remember off the top of my head, five of six, seven of eight. um, They haven't won an election popular vote since George Bush in 2004. Mm. Yet they have been able to install a court that is severely undemocratic and has the ability to destroy people's rights with no accountability. And, uh, and oh, and they're going to cry about process. See, but that's, that's the tell. If they're crying about process instead of celebrating, because Mark, 
if that draft opinion said that Roe v. Wade survived, would we be crying about the leak? No. No. We'd be we'd be celebrating. We'd be like, oh my God, <laughs> this is great. The fact right. that they can't do that, the fact that they're crying about the leak means that they don't want to discuss the actual substance. They know that Roe is popular with the American people, overwhelmingly so. Only about 30% of America want what, what the Supreme Court, what Alito has written in that decision. And I don't want to lose sight of the rights that are being lost by women. I don't want to, I don't want to minimize that, that consequence. But I also, when you say what's at stake, Alito's decision says that um, same-sex marriage, that, that is not a real right, he says. He says that anti-sodomy laws are okay. We know what that means. Uh, he said that, um, he basically said that any right that is, doesn't have a historical basis is not a real right. So unless yeah. you are white, Male, in 1776, you do not have rights. That is literally what Alito just wrote. That's right. That's right. And I don't want – so I don't want the people to go like, oh, let's talk about contraception. Okay, yeah, it's all important. Um, the right of abortion is directly implicated – you know, is directly uh, eliminated here. So I don't want to, I don't want people to say like, okay, yeah, let's not talk about abortion. Let's talk about contraception and, and gay rights. No, because abortion is, is critically important. But what's at stake is everything, is all the rights we hold dear. Because according to Alito, apparently, only, only, only gun ownership is the only thing that matters. Yeah, Alito. yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's, that's literally what he said, that anything, he even went so far as to say, and I'm paraphrasing, that abortion was illegal up before 1973 and that people were considered criminal under pain of punishment. So just take out abortion and leave that blank. You can put in African-Americans reading. You can put in desegregation. You can put in voting rights. They're basically saying anything that was not in the original or that was better yet, what was considered illegal from the beginning basically ought to be considered illegal today. Yeah, and this is not hyperbole. We're not exaggerating. We are not, we're not being alarmist. It is literally what he said. He talked about it, there not being historical basis for that right. And yeah. he specifically called out uh Laws that you know the the same sex marriage case, uh, Oberfeld. He specifically right. called out sodomy, Lawrence v. Texas, as cases that weren't real rights. Yeah. So yeah. and sodomy, you know, um, you know, it's anything but missionary style. Is considered was considered sodomy back in the day. It's not just uh, same sex, um, same sex. Sex. It, it's also it, it could be oral sex. It could be anything that's not vanilla. It's sodomy, according to those old laws. Yeah, this yeah. is what he's saying, that none of that is a real right. Now, he says he tries to turn feminism on its head. Right. He, he knows this is coming. So he basically says women are the majority of the vote. They can just vote. Right. To, right. 
to um, to legalize abortion in their states. Now, there's this pretense that this is about state rights, even though Republicans in the Senate have a bill to uh, to create a national ban on abortion. At least right now, they're all pretending at least uh, Alito is pretending that this is about states rights. And so what needs to happen is exactly that, is that all these women who who took the to took the right for granted, all the allied men who took those rights for granted, everybody who said there's no difference between Democrats and Republicans, everybody who said it out because this really politics has no impact in my life. All those people need to realize what's at stake and that November is really a watershed moment for our freedoms in this country. And we cannot un, we cannot overstate this enough. Yeah, it, it's tiresome hearing that this is the most important election in our lifetime. But right now, this is the most important election in our lifetime because abortion is at, is at stake. Those rights, but also these other rights we talked about, you know, sodomy and contraception and, and, and same-sex uh, marriage and interracial marriage too. Mark, let's not forget that interracial yeah. marriage as well. That's all at stake, but also our democracy, our right to vote. Those are yeah. things that are at stake. And so all of that matters. And there has to be a reckoning with both our movement who just, you know, our, our core base does not turn out in midterm elections. They have to turn out. And Republican women, particularly those suburban college educated uh, um Republican women who are probably the only swing demographic left in this country. They, they, they swung for, for Joe Biden. And then in Virginia last year, they, they swung against the, the Democrats and they, you know, they, they elected Youngkin, the Republican governor. This is a swingy demographic. This is a time where they have to take stock of what being a Republican really is. And, and, make the right decision do they care about those rights for themselves and for their children or are they gonna throw all in with this fascist putin style republican party and uh and uh and watch them erode our rights just like putin is is doing in the same in, in thing Russia. literally what what's the difference to, to to say that people there's even a line here i'm, I'm trying to find it I, I saw it earlier and i should have bookmarked it where they make the case that, you know, liberty and all that stuff is really not uh, is not something you have a right to this. They make this argument for ordered liberty. What is ordered? What is that? What is, I don't what know, is but Hitler probably loved that. <laughs> and, you know, I know it's glib to throw out the Hitler analogies, but literally, what is it? Order, right? Order equals fascism. Yeah, literally, that is the definition of fascism. And Putin thinks that the West is weak as Donald Trump because it is a pluralist society that allows the free exchange of opinions and can be rowdy at times. People might protest. People may disagree. They may take to the streets. Heavens. Right. Uh, but that's what Bolsonaro and Erdogan and Turkey, that that's what unites fascist governments around the world. It's what Trump tried to do. Right. We've just heard it in one of these stupid new books that Trump was asking why they couldn't shoot Black Lives Matter protesters in the knees. Yeah. 
that's what fascism is, is the suppression of dissent in disagreement. That's what they talk about when they're talking about, quote, order. I mean, what else is it, Mark? They just don't want people disagreeing with them. And so um, it's not when Tea Party protesters go take, no, that's fine. Right? Or the Freedom Caravan, whatever that dumb nonsense was. They don't have a problem with that. But black, black, oh, black people are protesting. Yeah, no, we need order. Time for some order. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I've been lifting this up, folks. I'm going to lift it up again from the opinion. The inescapable conclusion is that a right to abortion is not deeply rooted in the nation's history and traditions. On the contrary, an unbroken tradition of prohibiting abortion on pain of criminal punishment persisted from the earliest days of the common law until 1973. So just substitute the word abortion for everything else. And that's an argument that can be used to pretty much strike down anything. And, you know, and I want to. Yeah, I want to make clear that this is not slippery slope argument that Mark is making here, because he literally goes on to say that laws on same sex marriage and anti sodomy laws are equally unsupported by historical precedent and are equally not rights in his in his view. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a question of like, oh, because they rule this way, they're going to, you know, maybe they'll rule the other way. No, not maybe. That's exactly what he's arguing in this decision. So so everything is on the chopping block. Do you, do you think this will motivate people? I don't know. I'm motivated and, and I'm, I'm seeing <laughs> I'm seeing the fire on Twitter. Right. I know Twitter is not real life. But there's always this discussion about how the party in power doesn't perform as well just because of an intensity gap, right? The opposition is always more motivated than, than the people who are in power. Right now, it feels like we're in the opposition, I mean, in the opposition because we are in the opposition of what apparently is the most important branch of government and one that has been filled by uh, one Supreme Court justice whose wife is an insurrectionist. 
and three more who were chosen be by that insurrectionist uh, to be to sit on that court. That is the Supreme Court we have. It's an illegitimate Supreme Court. And um, Democrats really need to start talking about, about uh, either impeaching some of these justices for lying in their in their uh, in their um, confirmation hearings, or uh, or or expand the court. That's probably the easier. Just expand the court, and because it's an illegitimate court, and Democrats won't be able to get anything done. We could have the we could have super majorities, and this court's going to keep striking stuff down. Because now he's going to talk about historical freedoms. He's voted against voting rights. Isn't that yeah. a historical? You know, it goes to the founding, 1776, to the founding of our nation, blah, 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 blah. Democracy. No, they don't care. He voted to install George Bush in Florida as president. He stopped the vote. He didn't even allow a vote in Florida, a complete vote, so that George Bush could be president. Right. This is not somebody who actually cares about historical presidents. These, you know, he is so full of it, and it is what, you know, He'll he'll throw out whatever argument works for the moment. He's a typical conservative, uh, just like Mitch McConnell. And it isn't there's there's no ideological core or grounding to this Supreme Court majority. And um, nothing's going to happen. Democrats are stuck because a lot of these guys are young. They're not going anywhere. And we are in a situation where our laws are predicated on when somebody dies, how is that anything remotely, you know, look, look like a democracy? There should absolutely yeah. be term limits. Absolutely be term limits. 10 years out. And then you might have something that is more democratically accountable because you're not going to have a guy sitting on there for 50 years. Yeah. The world evolves, it changes, it moves. And in a democracy, our government reflects that. The yeah. good and the bad. But yeah. yeah, given our system, it's mostly the bad, right? I mean, Donald Trump won with while losing the popular vote. Like, what kind of democracy is that? We have a Senate where the 50 Republicans represent about 30% of the American people. How is that a democracy? And then on top of that, you're going to throw on a filibuster? The House, yeah. heavily gerrymandered, designed to maximize partisan gain for whatever parties in power in those states. How's that a democracy? We got serious, serious issues with our democracy, and we're backsliding. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. That's why we need to win in November, because we can start rolling that back. And am I seeing that yet? I don't know, Mark. It's only been a couple, <laughs> you know, it just happened. Right. So so people are, I think, a little stunned, even though people expected this. I think there's a bit of, of shell shock feeling to it. But I'm, I'm sensing that that at least my friends in, in, in the liberal political world are, are revved up, which means that they're going to be more likely to be doing things like making phone calls and knocking on doors and talking to, to people to make sure that they get out and vote. So that's the first part. And then the second part is making sure everybody else knows broader public and key swing demographics like those suburban white college educated women who may want to have abortion rights for either themselves or their children yeah 
do we know i mean i wonder how this is playing even around the world what people must think of this country that we would make a decision like this at this time that this would be happening i mean in, in other most other civilized nations around the world this is no longer even an issue is it no and in fact it's actually going the other way so a lot of countries like poland and ireland and uh a bunch of latin american countries um Mexico may have been one of them that are actually moving in a direction of liberalizing abortion laws, despite heavy. I mean, <laughs> those three countries I mentioned are all heavily Catholic countries. Right. Uh, but that are moving because of because uh, that is the direction progress grows. Right. You think that we become more enlightened because science and and technology and um, our ability to get educated and ability to be exposed to people outside our, our immediate group. You, you would think that we as a society would evolve to a place where we'd be more tolerant of, of that sort of thing. Nobody, nobody's celebrating um, uh, abortions as a, as a like you know, something to celebrate, but it's, it's, it, it has a place and an ability of somebody of women and families to plan their families and ensure that whatever children are born actually have the best chance at survival, right? I would even be a little more sympathetic to Republican efforts to eliminate abortion if they cared about those kids after they were born. But it's worse. They actually are more virulently opposed to any help to those children through social programs. And so that's the part, this is not about life. Because they're not trying to, you know, they're not trying to help the born. So, so it's, 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 yeah. How's the world seeing it? I don't know. It's, it's too early to get the reaction. And, but um, I mean, I, if I'm the world, I'm, I'm really scared for the United States, not, not just because of this, but also because of Donald Trump the last four years, like you you can't trust this country, right? So much power, so influential in, in military to economic, to cultural, um, you know, these are all ways to exert power. And we're not right now a very unstable democracy. Yeah, but very unstable. Um, should, I mean, some are saying that this message was made clear in 2016, but people didn't listen, particularly women. I mean, that, that white women did not listen. They actually voted for Donald Trump. Yeah, I know. White women didn't listen. Um, I mean, big healthy dose of, of blame goes to the media who who didn't think it mattered and were more obsessed about Hillary's emails, you know, where zero wrongdoing was ever alleged. Just always want to remind right. people there was never any alleged uh, wrongdoing. Never. It was it was maybe it was improper. That was that was the worst. And yet, you know, New York Times had, what, 22 reporters assigned to the Hillary email um, beat zero assigned to the maybe we should dig into Donald Trump's corrupt past beat none. There was one guy at the Washington Post, Fahrenheit, one guy right. in the right. entire DC media looking at Donald Trump's uh, past. So, so there, there's there's definitely a lot of blame and and just watch these next couple of days and see is is the media going to play along with the process story? Like what's what's important? Is the, what's important that women are about to lose their right to abortion? Or that somebody leaked it. 
Who gives a crap? Republicans are talking about democratic norm. There's not a democratic norm about not leaking Supreme Court decisions. And why would there be? What's democratic? The word democratic. What's democratic about allowing judges to do these decisions in secret? Nothing. It's actually quite the opposite. Let them debate these things in public. Let these draft decisions be in public. I don't care if the decision is in my favor or against. I don't, I don't understand. The only way it makes sense, Mark, is that they're afraid of the actual decision. And you know what happened? What happened is that now we have an extra month to organize around the issue of abortion rights. And that's why Republicans are pissed. Not because of the decision. They're pissed that Republic, that liberals can now organize for an extra month. And we're energized now. When the actual decision comes down, we'll be energized all over again. And I think Republicans are freaked out about that, which is why they're trying to distract and talk about stupid process uh, stuff that is really irrelevant. People are obsessing over who leaked it. Who that's the leak is more important than the loss of rights. That's insane. Yeah, no, it's just it's Republicans are are. Um, I think it's really more about they don't want to talk about the substance. They don't want to have to defend why women's rights why women have just lost a key right. It's, it's the old, you know, I said earlier, it's, it's dog catching the, the car. They don't know what to do with it now, right? It was great as a way to motivate their base to turn out. Now it's happened. Do, does that base turn out anymore? Do they need to turn out anymore? And our base is fired up. And we've had an extra month to organize and prepare uh, for this election at a time when things were a little sleepy, the, the war in Ukraine was, you know, it's a bit of a distraction and and campaigns were having I, actually I don't think campaigns were having a hard time raising money and, and getting volunteers. But this will supercharge all of that. I mean, I think money volunteers are going to flood in. We have an extra month to, to organize. And then when the actual decision comes down next month, I think it's next month. Yeah. In June, that'll be, you know, that'll just supercharge what already are supercharged efforts. So this is, I think, what Republicans are really freaked out about that that this gave us extra time to organize and prepare for the election. And when people have been talking about, oh, Democrats are in trouble, Democrats, you know, midterm elections. And Mark, you know, I haven't been, I haven't been sugarcoating the situation at all, right? Historically, the party in power has a difficult time holding on to seats. That's, that's just, you know, we've never been shy to talk about that, the realism of the situation. But that assumes that that the party in power is is complacent because they won. I don't think we're feeling like we won anything right now. No. And we have a clear we are clearly in the minority. And uh, whether we have the White House, whether we have Congress, we are in the minority and it feels that way. And I think and hope that will motivate our people to turn out, that it'll really, really um, have an impact with those suburban college educated white women that are a swing demographic that are youth will turn out. This is their rights under assault right now that youth will have reason to turn out. I'm already starting to see a lot of talk on, on TikTok. Uh, you know, uh, people outraged can't believe what's happening. And so the old, the old, uh, I, this is going to be an atypical year. And I'm not saying that that means we're going to pick up seats, but I'm really saying that this is, we need to, and the opportunity is there for sure, and the materials there, and the motivations there. And Alito says in his decision, if you don't like this, then vote, then vote, um, vote in a way that that protects those rights, because it's not a right. He says it's just policy, 
vote in a way that protects that policy if this is what you really want. It's a democracy. So, all right, let's take Alito up at his word and let's vote in record numbers to, to ensure that we can protect those rights and get rid of the Republicans that are pushing this crap. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Dailycoast.com, civicswithaq.com. We got to get in this fight, folks. Marcos Melissas. Thanks as always, buddy. Thank you so very much. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister or brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.